y'all. Welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Gishay, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. All right, y'all, today's interview is with Lindsay Walker. Lindsay is a single mom of two and the owner of the shop Find Wondrous Things. She believes in declaring truth over our day because while our heart and mind can wander, God's word is unbreakable. Our conversation is jam-packed full of truth about prayer, going to battle, divorce, and declaring truth over our lives, and it's real good. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, So this is your first podcast interview. It is. (laughs) That's so exciting. I feel like I'm super honored. (laughs) Uh, I'm super excited. I've been listening to your podcast. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Uh, Loyal (laughs) listeners will not be surprised to hear the following sentence, but I found you on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, You make the prettiest things. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So you own this shop, Find Wondrous Things where you make beautiful things to help like push people closer to christ uh and they are like they really are wondrous they're beautiful um thank you so i would love like to kind of get us started if you want to tell everybody about find wondrous things how it started and like what it's all about yeah um so i started find wondrous things in 2015 I had my daughter and I had um, postpartum depression. So I grew up Christian, but this is when he became real to me. Um, When I first started reading the Bible, I couldn't put it down. Um, But when you read the harder books, it can be hard to understand. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, I loved scrapbooking. So I loved stamps and tabs and watercolors, anything. So I decided to add some tabs to my Bible. And yeah, so like I knew the inside of the Bible was beautiful, but I thought if I could add tabs that maybe on those harder days when I didn't want to read my Bible, it would still make me want to open it up. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always say like my tabs are intended to add a beautiful touch to an already beautiful book Mm -hmm. because I hope that people see them and it encourages them to open their Bible because once you open your Bible, you'll fall in love with Jesus all over again. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just that intentional step of opening up your Bible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the same thing happened with my prayer journal. I was carrying around like five different journals. And at the time, nobody had journals with different sections. So Mm -hmm. I created a very simple one with different tabs. Um, It's changed and evolved since then. um, But the heart is still the same. I just want people to find the wonder of Christ. So that's just reading your Bible, being in prayer, declaring truth, opening your Bible, all of that. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. I love like you added something beautiful to an already beautiful thing. Like that is, oh, that's so good. And it's, so a lot of your tools are like really prayer based, right? Like they're, yeah, yeah, they're like prayer and Bible based. And, um, and I know you talk on your platform a lot about prayer. So that's kind of the like direction we're going to go. We're going to talk about prayer as like, I've seen you talk about it very boldly as like a fight, like, it is yeah. a, it's a way that we go into battle and 
I've referred to it that way with friends that I'm like in prayer for. Like, I'm going to like go to battle for you and with you or, you know, alongside you. And so I was like, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about prayer as a fight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, so I started watching, um, the movie war room prayer or war room Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, where she goes to war for her, um, for her marriage. And that's when I kind of started it, but I just believe war room prayers are us partnering with God. And I love praying his word because I fully believe it and I want to claim it and declare it over every area of my life. So I want to pray victory over the defeats. I want to pray for healing over like afflictions. I mean, if you're like impatient with your kids, I pray for that. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know what I mean? I think it is, it's a totally battle and it's something that we can do every single day. And, um, it's, and, and I think God hears our prayers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think we, forget about like boldness in our prayers unless you were like raised that way which like one of my prayers is is that I raise my children to boldly like partner with Christ in those things Mm -hmm. um but just that like I think we even unintentionally feel like we have to like pacify ourselves in front of God or like clean up our prayer to like look really pretty yes. <laughs> or or appropriate before we lay it before him and mm-hmm. that the reality is that like God wants like the raw authentic like he ha- he says in his word about how prayer is a battle and how like we are at war and war isn't pretty like war yeah. isn't like all dressed up and like attractive like war is like on your knees, yeah. But like God, please, like this. Like I, I haven't seen War Room yet. I know I need to. I was just talking about it with some friends the other day. It like keeps coming up. Like I was like, can you please watch this movie? Um, <laughs> but I like I do know the like uh the the concept behind it, and yeah, I think when we shift our idea of prayer. Like, I love that you have, like, made these, like, beautiful, like, resources, but it's, like, you're you're still, like, I've made this beautiful resource to go to war with. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so, tell us, like, a little bit about the tools you have created, like, for prayer and, like, the impact that they've had on your prayer life. Yeah. Um. So, I create war room prayer. So, it's literally, like, from my own prayer journal, I pull them out and I type them up, but they are very real prayers that I am praying every day. Um, I think about Moses and Exodus, you know, when they are at battle and he has to have his hands raised Mm. and literally in that, in that battle, the best thing he could do was pray. Yes. Right. They didn't need him like in the field. They needed him praying. Yes. Um, so the battle was won by, by his hands being lifted in prayer. And I just love that. So me too. um, so yeah, so the tools I do are war room prayers. Um, very like real. I um last year I left my abusive husband, and um yeah, we got a divorce. So but prayer and it was for years and years I stayed and stayed and and prayed and so prayer was the main main thing that got me through it. Um, just going to I was going to war for him. I was going to war for me. Um, obviously it ended that he wasn't willing to change. So you know my prayer was answered in a different way. Um. But it was, um, and declaring truth, just really like clinging to God's word 
Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes being on my knees, sometimes like walking around the backyard, just like telling God, like, Hey, your word says this, like, let me believe it. Let mm. me declare it over my life. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's, that's impactful. Like I love that. The story of Moses and his arms having to be lifted is quite possibly one of my favorite like biblical stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I love that it was like his arms had to be lifted. So like, he wasn't in the fray in the sense of like physical war, but he was at war in the spiritual realm. But then also the idea of um, Aaron and her like holding his arms up towards the end yeah. that that is like it's such a picture of the way that like we go to war for others like you like you went to war for your ex-husband and like whether he was willing to make those changes or not like you were holding his arms up essentially and I'm sure like other people were holding yours up at the same time and how like yes like we pray truths over our life we pray uh, truths over the people that we love but also like letting people come up beside you and hold your arms up in prayer and in like real life sometimes that's hard sometimes it's hard like I'm sure that was not a like an easy situation to let people into yeah and and I think strategic prayers just acknowledge our dependence on God Mm. you know it's it's really just saying like you know I believe your word and I'm I'm gonna pray it and I'm going to come yeah come alongside let people in and let people know what I'm going through and you know I believe it so much that I'm just going to you know, go to war with you and just share it all. And sometimes I pray prayers and they're like, God, you, you know what I'm going to say? I'm not, I'm too emotional to say it. But yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's how like personal he is. He knows what we're going through. So sometimes our prayer is just like, God, you know, amen. You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, I did an interview like really early when the show first came out and her, like kind of her ministry is built on, she had hit rock bottom and she was literally like on a bathroom floor and the only words she could get out were like, God help me. Yeah. Like, God help me. Yeah. And like, that's very real. And that yes. happens sometimes. Yes. And that like, that kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about like, our prayers not having to be like pretty and dressed up. Like, he just wants us to come to him. Like that, yeah. like, he doesn't need these like eloquent, you know, whatever. Like, he needs us to be like, hey, you know, and I need you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why I love sharing the war room prayers, but I always hope like people don't just like sit and read it. You know, I'm mm. like, please like print it off. It's I, I make it pretty for a reason. Like I want you to use it, but I want you to kind of like read it and then go off and kind of go off on a tangent with God. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And just kind of, you know, share your personal story with it. You know what I mean? And talk to him and make it personal. Yeah. Like let this be a, uh, like a starting, like a jumping yeah, off point. Like a, yeah. Like a launching point, but exactly. keep going with it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think adding like, uh, structure to our prayer life is so cool. And something that I think we can sometimes like push against because it feels quote unquote, like inorganic. But I'm learning more and more that, like, I need that jumping off point sometimes. Like, yes, there are situations in my life where it's really natural for me to jump into prayer. But, like, like, a lot of the time, like, I need a pretty prayer journal 
to go through yeah. and be intentional. And that doesn't make it, like, less authentic. It's just, like, it's structure. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So for like my war room prayers, I always, I kind of have days where I pray certain things and people always ask that they're like, okay, so do you just like read it off? And I'm like, I kind of do, but it's more structured where I write some verses down Mm -hmm. and then I kind of, I make it personal for that day, Yeah. you know? So I might be praying for victory and I can be like, God, victory is always yours. It says that in this verse and um, this is the good fight. But then I go for today, practically, this is what I need victory over. I need victory because I'm impatient with my kids or I need victory because I'm having anxious thoughts. So it's good to have that structure, but just make it, you know, making it personal. Right, exactly. And I I think like, I think of the women that I look up to who are these like studs in the kingdom and assume that they just like pray really like naturally and almost like nine times out of 10 having conversations with them and coming under their mentorship and learning from them, they do this. Like, they have structure. They pray for this, this, and this, this day. And, like, that, that, like, I think that that's, it's so powerful. Like, for me, I prayed about starting this podcast for a year. I, like, it started out praying, like, every couple of days. And then I felt like I needed to, like, put a little bit of space between myself and it because I kept getting a no and that was really frustrating. And so (laughs) I put an alert in my calendar. For like the 14th of every month, I pray, I spent the day praying about starting a podcast. And for a year, the answer was like, you have, you are like, you have too much on your plate. Like you, you won't be able to like, like you won't be able to store that well. And then like October 14th of last year, God was like, okay, go do it. Yeah. And like, that's so awesome. That, that didn't mean that it was like not the cry of my heart that I was praying on it about it one day a month it just was like what worked and so like I do that like I set alerts in my phone to like pray for certain people at certain times I do too (laughs) I think it's such a great tool like we have this technology in front of us like use it (laughs) use it yeah like and when you that alert goes off to pray for that person like if you feel like you should shoot them a text message and like tell them you're going to war for them yeah Yes. Yeah. I'm told, I know people can be like, oh, it's like, you're getting really legalistic and you're making it a to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, no, you're being intentional. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what we're doing. We're being intentional. Like, I love the Echo app, which you can write, you can write down prayers. And so at four o'clock every day, I have it go off for my home and I have like a prayer written. And sometimes I read it off. Sometimes I read a little bit off it and then I go, oh yeah, also this is, you know, my daughter's dealing with this or Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with this and I can kind of go off. But it's being intentional. And I yes. love, I love that. Yes. And, and it is, it legalism is the word that I kept trying to come up with that I <laughs> think of that like we, I, if you were raised even remotely legalistic, which I really wasn't, my church was a little bit, but my home wasn't, um, mm-hmm. that we like push against that. Like, no, like yeah. grace and freedom and flexibility. And like, yes, like I believe those things for our life, but also is leaning into that causing you to like not have any discipline because they're called yes. like they're spiritual disciplines for a reason like they take practice to build a habit for it to be like this naturally ingrained part of you to pray for people so if that means like setting a, an alert or using a journal like that is not legalistic it's like we have really yeah. busy lives and I also want to remember to be intentional with my people 
Yes. And I love when people say like, Hey, will you pray for me? And just being like, yeah, I actually do. Like, I never yes. want to say to someone, Oh, I, I'm praying for you. And then, you know, cause you people are always like, are you really, you yes. know, I'm like, yes, I am. Because I set an alarm. Yes. You know, I might not do it right this second, but like later on today I have an alarm set and I'm going to sit and I'm going to pray for you. You yes. know? And it, yeah. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I have a girlfriend that left for Israel on Saturday and I texted her like earlier in the week. I was like, how can I pray for your trip? And she was like, I would just love you for you to pray for safe travel. Like, that's the only thing I'm really worried about. And I was like, okay. And so I knew she was leaving on Saturday. And so Saturday morning, I put it in my calendar, like, pray for Courtney, trip to Israel. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, that yeah. is such an easy way to love yeah. people well. And I think like at yes, the same time, like when somebody I've started, and this is uncomfortable sometimes, but I think God calls us into those like tense, uncomfortable moments. Like I've started when people ask me to pray for them. Being like, can I pray for you right now? Like, right now. Yeah. Like, can I, like, pray for you over the phone or, like, via text message? Or can I, like, hold your hands? Like, I think if we started doing that, like, more often and then being intentional to continue to pray with them after the fact, that is freaking powerful. Like, those moments. And when some, when you say, I mean, if you've ever gotten a text message like that, when you, you know, you say, Hey, can you pray for me? And somebody sends you back a prayer and you get oh. to read it. You're like, Oh wow. That's amazing. Thank you. I you don't know? think I've and ever so- like not cried in response yes. to that. I was like, Oh God. <laughs> yes. Like I feel oh. so loved and like seen, like, thank you. Yes. So- like my friend Jennifer, I was, we were talking about what our word was going to be. And I was like, I don't know, maybe this. And she's just like, Lindsay, I'm praying for restoration for you. Like I'm praying God will restore you. And she gave me this whole prayer and I was crying and I was like, okay, that's my word for you. That's what I'm going to continue praying for myself is to be restored. And she gave that to me because she was willing to take a few minutes to sit and pray for me. Yes. And like be bold and potentially awkward, you know, like, yes, (laughs) I don't ever think those, those situations are awkward, but sometimes when I'm sending them, I'm like, this might be awkward, but I (laughs) I think that God calls us into the awkward. Like, yeah, he he calls us outside of our comfort zones to love people well. And I think that that's a really tangible way to do it. This episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast is brought to you by the Christian Questions podcast, where they explore biblical and current event topics with an in-depth approach, looking at how scriptural principles answer modern day questions. They show how historic biblical characters and events still have urgent relevance in today's world. And it's not your typical Christian talk commentary. Check out hundreds of episodes of Christian Questions at ChristianQuestions.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And so you also talk a lot about like declaring truth, which I freaking love so much. Like I'm a big fan of name it and claim it. I say that a lot, like name it and claim it. Like I'm going to claim that this is going to be a truth in your life and that's how I'm going to pray. And I think it's the best way to like stand on truth and stand your ground against the enemy who is trying to declare things into your life that aren't true is yeah. to declare truth back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know yeah. you do that a lot and you do that very well on your platform. Um, what are like some of the big truths that you really like stand on and declare? Um, so I always try to do two types of truth. So I try to do t- truth about God. So just who he is, his character, and then truth about who God says I am. Mm. Um, so some big truths always about God is just that he's a promise maker and a promise keeper. Mm. We see that all throughout his word. Um, we see that, you know, he's mighty. He's our victory. It's probably one of my favorite ones just because whatever I'm dealing with, I know that it's already been won 
Mm-hmm. Um, when I, so last, like two years ago, I decided to study the armor of God. Um, and one of the things that kept coming up was stand your ground. And I was just like, I love the phrase. And then um, it's so crazy. I came, you know, moved into my parents' house after getting a divorce. And my dad, who's actually not very Christian, mm-hmm. um, said like, Lindsay, you need to stand your ground. And I was just like bawling because I was like, that is something I have just been like declaring. And so it's something I try to declare like throughout the whole divorce process was just stand my ground, you know, believe that God has brought me here for a reason believe that he has had victory over the enemies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, some other truth, just that he's a God that pours his spirit on us richly, which is um, from Titus three, which is one of my favorite things to declare. Um, and then truth about me, just that I was made for worship, praise and delight and abundance. Um, he calls me a worshiper so I can feel free to worship in every situation. I'm going to worship in my home. I'm going to worship like as I'm working, as I'm doing my mission, as I'm, you know, in my relationships, just in every aspect of my life. I mean, like when I'm running, I, I try to worship God, you know, no matter what we're doing, I want to be a worshiper. And that's what he calls us to. Um, he says that we can come boldly before him. Um, he calls me holy, chosen, treasured, um, those are the main truths that I try to declare. Yes. Every day. I love that. Like who I am and whose I am. Like if I can yes. stand on truth in those areas, the arrows from the enemy are going to have a really hard time getting through. Um, yes. And I, especially when a lot of the time the arrows that he's using seem like, oh, like they seem okay. Like they seem, Mm -hmm. they're not always these like flaming, horrible, (laughs) evil lies. Like sometimes it's getting caught up in that who I am as a mom. Instead of I am Christ, like I am redeemed, I am worthy, I'll get caught up in my identity is a wife and a mom and a podcaster. And like those things are good and those are things that God has put in my life, but they are not my identity. They yeah. are not who God says I am. And when I like those things, even though they're good, they're shaky ground. Like they're yes. still, <laughs> yeah. you know, they are still very much affected by the human nature. And yeah, and we don't like to like talk about, it, but honestly, our kids can die, you know, and yes. we won't be a mom. You know what I mean? And yes. I mean, we will, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like here on earth, we won't have kids. And our, you know, our platforms can go away and Instagram could die or something, you know? So I think it is good to be like, we're not, you know, and even our marriages, like, I think my identity was in my, in my husband and in my marriage for a long time. And when he started to, you know, he was saying words that I will never repeat and never have Mm -hmm. ever heard before. Mm -hmm. And I was making that my identity, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and not a good place to put your identity, but if our identity is in Christ and in who God says we are, that's never going to change because he never changes. Yes. No, that's exactly what it, like he is the only constant. He is the only thing that isn't going to change. And if our identity is in anything else, even if it's good, like that can go away or even like, Yes, like we could lose our children on this side of heaven and like not be earthly mothers, but also they can just be little pains in the butt. And like <laughs> then like my my yes. identity is wrapped up in this kid being a brat. Like I, yeah. that doesn't feel great. Like that makes me feel yeah. like oh, And well, then your identity is changing every day depending on that person's mood, depending on how good your kid was or you know, which is yes. why it's, you know, God never changes and that's why exactly. our identity shouldn't change. Exactly. I I would was just talking not that long ago with somebody about how our 
the world tell like I feel like the narrative has changed with what the world is telling us like it's no longer telling us you're not worthy you're not lovable it is telling us we're worthy and lovable but it's based on like what we bring to the table so like the world is like no girl like you're worthy but you're worthy because you're a hustler or you're worthy because you're a great mom and we're we're drinking that up and it feels good, but it's still a lie. <laughs> like we're yes. not, I'm not worthy because I work really hard. I'm worthy because of what Christ did on the cross and that's it. Like yeah. Jesus plus nothing, you know? And yeah. like you said, like you're like if if my identity is in my marriage and my marriage goes to hell in a handbasket, they're like my identity's going with it. Yeah. And you've experienced that. And, like, you know, Christ was faithful to, like, pull you out of that and remind you what your identity is in. But I would imagine that would be outside of, like, your your marriage struggling and that being difficult. Like, on top of that, like, having to kind of sift through, like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Who am I really? Whose am I really? That's, that's yeah. a lot. And that's when I really started to declare truth. Um because the hardest part was hearing something and then reading such different things. Like I'm mm. reading in my Bible, you know, all these, all these things that God calls me. And it's exactly the opposite of what someone in my face was saying to me every yes. single day, Yes, you know? And so like, I had to very practically declare truth and people were always like, what is declaring truth? I'm like, it's like really just, it's like talking to yourself. I mean, it is though. You just have to be like, wake up in the morning. Hey, okay, I know this is who God is. I know this is who I am. And it, it's coming into agreement with what God says. Yes. It's praying and it's telling him, even if you don't believe it, hey, I don't believe this right now, but I believe in your word. So I'm coming to you in agreement, you know, asking you to align my heart and thoughts with you and your word. Oh, that's so good. But like, even when you don't believe it about yourself, asking God to yes. make you believe it about yourself, like that he is, he's capable of that. Like, that's what he wants to do for us. Yes. I love that. And I, because I think sometimes we can be like, okay, like I know God says that I'm qualified. I know God says I am worthy of love. I know that he says I'm redeemed, but like, I just like, I don't feel like it. Like I don't, I feel less than, I feel like I'm not good at anything. And instead of like, I think sometimes we can lay those things in front of God and God's like, okay, like, let's do something about it. Like, let's go. You know, like that's when you like go to battle for yourself and are like, this is like, I don't believe these things. Help me believe them about myself. That's an incredible way to just like baby step into declaring truth is literally like talking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like yes. that really is what it is. And I pray and pe- I sometimes I feel weird saying this, but like every Monday I pray for myself. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I think we feel like, oh, that's kind of weird. But honestly, I pray for my heart and I'm praying that God would, or that, yeah, that God would change my heart, but let me believe I am who he says I am. Mm. And so that's every Monday I kind of, I try to, you know, pull some truths and be like, Hey, this is what I'm not believing, but I know your word. I know who you are. So help me believe it. And it might take months and months and months. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might take a year for you to believe that, but I believe God will, will guide and God will give you the strength to believe that stuff. I'm not gonna lie, like, my jaw just kind of dropped open a little bit when you were like, I pray for myself, and I pray that, like, God would remind me to, like, believe these things about myself, because I just realized that in my, like, prayer journal, like, I don't have any, I don't, I don't have myself in there at all. 
And, like, how am I supposed to, like, love all of these people well if I'm not also going to battle for myself? Like, we have to. Yeah. Like, I I think we feel weird praying for ourselves, but we shouldn't. I mean, you know, we if we're discipling others, we have to work on our own heart, too. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. God's like, hey, by the way, you don't you don't talk to me about yourself at all kid (laughs) that that might be helpful and like that's such a great way to like start your week like to spend your Monday like not pridefully just being like hey God like remind me of good things about myself remind me what you say about me and help me stand on it like what a beautiful way to start your week and launch you into loving others well yes I love that so much. I feel like we could talk for like 30 more minutes about <laughs> prayer and going to war, but we're going to do the like rapid fire ending questions. Um, yeah. Do you know your Enneagram type? I do. I am a nine. Are you? I freaking love nines. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm an eight. And so eights and nines are like super drawn to each other. So that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, that we got along as well as we did. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love being a nine. I didn't I like it at first, but I like it. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's kind of usually my follow up question is like, do like, how did you feel when you first typed, and how do you feel about it now? Because nine times out of ten, people are like, I hated it at first, but now I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I actually listened to, I read some books, and I was like, I'm not sure. So I listened to a podcast, and they went one through eight, and I was like, I'm none of these. And then they did nine, and I'm in like tears because I'm oh. like, oh my goodness, that's me. You're like, oh, I feel uh, so seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's good because I think it can kind of, you know, I am definitely like a peacemaker, don't want any conflict at all. Mm-hmm. And I can see how like I never give my opinion which I can see kind of, you know, how affect my marriage and how it affects my relationship. So I love knowing my number and kind of being able to try to work on it and be better yes. about those things. Oh, I mean, I feel like I say this almost every interview, but the Enneagram changed my life. It yes. literally had like God has used it so much to teach me about the things that needed sanctification and redemption and the things that are that I maybe like saw as ugly parts of myself that he's like, no, like I made you that way. And it's beautiful, you know? Yes. And I help. I think it makes you feel unashamed of who God made you because you can just be like, okay, this is, this is how he made me. And I'm not, you know, I would love to, I love eight. I would love to be eight. I wish I was an eight. You know, I used to wish I was an eight, but I'm like, no, I'm not. God made me this way and he made me on purpose. And I can like intentionally, you know, just kind of run on, run with that, run on mission with that. Yes, exactly. And it's funny because as an eight, I I love being an eight now, but a lot of the time I used to be like, God, I wish I was a nine. Like nines are so (laughs) nice. They're such a safe place. Like they're so kind and like, God, they just feel like you could just like snuggle up in a nine and like be (laughs) safe. Whereas eights are like bull in a china shop, just like knocking everything down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to be a, like I want to be that, but that being an eight, like I'm a safe place for people in a different way. Like I'm a safe pa- place for people in that. Like I'll step up for you. Like I will go to battle yes. for you. You know. And so it is so cool to like learn to love your type and how that in turn helps you like love who God created you as better. Yeah. Um. Okay, second question is, what is something that can always pull you out of a funk? Um, I would say probably worship music. Yeah. Because um, I just try to play it all throughout the day. And especially if I'm, even if I'm not going to like actually sing in worship, I'll just be like, God, I'm not going to sing in worship, but I'm just going to put it on. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to like try to soak get in my, it. 
Yeah, just to try to get my heart back in the right place. Yeah, I love that. I I love a good, uh, I have some, I have a worship playlist that has some good like gospel worship. And I'm convinced that that's what heaven's going to sound like. (laughs) Um, And then the last one is, what is the last thing you watched on TV? Um, The Office. Yes, girl. Favorite show. It's the best. It never gets old. It does. I, I, I'm pretty sure I watch it every night. <laughs> like, yeah, we're that way with Seinfeld. I don't know what to watch. I'm just like, okay, the office. Let's yeah. put it on. Yeah, it's it's a it's comfortable. I, I love it. Yeah, I love the office. Um, okay, thank you so much for spending some time telling us about prayer and being bold and declaring truth. This was like the best conversation. Um, if you can tell people where they can find and follow you. Yeah, so I'm at findwondrousthings.com. Um, Instagram, I'm Lindsay Walker. It's spelled kind of weird. It's L-I-N-D-S-E-E, Walker. Yeah. Um, and that's mostly what I'm on. Yeah. Okay, And if cool. you go to my Instagram, that's where everything is. I put all my, I love to create stories. I love to create wallpapers. So that's yes. on there. Like everything is on my Instagram. One of your I wallpapers is my background right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, awesome. uh, and we'll link to all of that in your show notes, which can always be found at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week. Start a rewarding new career right away. Giant Eagle has immediate openings for supermarket positions, including curbside roles, get-go positions, pharmacy technicians, and warehouse workers. To find your new job and get hired in as little as one day, visit jobs.gianteagle.com. Times have changed at Country Meadows, but we're still providing services, care, and protection for each of our residents. We're finding new ways to help them stay connected and enjoy life. Our residents can safely socialize with friends, share family visits, and stay active. Sure, things are different and will continue to evolve, but we're making life the best it can be. We promise. And if the time is right for you, click the banner below to request information. Country Meadows. Welcome, life.